All right, trying this again. <laughs> I already hit record. What's going on, All everybody? Right. How we doing? Doug's officially homeless. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm sitting in front of a McDonald's in Florida. If anybody, you know, can help me, uh, I'm just mooching off of their Wi-Fi. Just that's how committed I am to our community and this podcast. It's true. <laughs> A homeless man tried to give him a cheeseburger. He did. He was like, man, with that beard, there's no way you have a home. Yep. He's like, you have a you have a half a tank of fuel left in your truck, and that's it. That's all you got left. Hell yeah. <laughs> so Doug's homeless. I got a haircut. I look like a child. <laughs> but. Dude, I, 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 I don't know the last. I think it's been 10 years since I shaved clean face i want to see a, it's not a pretty sight <laughs> i want to see it. a picture of you without any facial hair uh, bro i'll have to send you one it's uh that's it's, crazy uh, it's not good <laughs> i i would never i would not if you walked up to me with a clean shaven face i'd be like who the fuck are you you'd be yeah. like it's dog like what yeah That'd be yeah, fucking freaky. I, I'm digging the shirt, I, dude. I love the shirt. Venom eating Spider-Man? Or no. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking like, sick. Yeah, there you go. I have to move my beard. There you go. <laughs> I've gotta move the drapes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I can awesome. Just hide behind my own beard when I want to. People ask me for a mask and I just Hell yeah. Just flip yeah. that bad boy up. Yeah, yeah. That's a dope shirt. Where'd you get that from again? Um, I think I got <laughs> it at a Target the last time we were down here, like when we were scouting for houses. Oh, really? We, I just happened to round the corner. I'm like buying it in the cart. That's fucking sick. I love it. That's awesome. All right. I'm a sucker for a good graphic tee. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. Me too. Anytime yeah. I'm at Walmart, I go to the graphic tees yeah. just to check out to see if there's anything good. There's a whole yep. website for superhero um, mm -hmm. attire that I might have to buy some stuff off of. Hey, I don't blame you. I want to get some new ones. Hell yeah. So we have a lot to discuss. So There's much. A lot, a lot <laughs> has happened. There's shows have been, you know, doing their thing. Dude, we got TV, um, movies, sh uh, games. Yeah. Some new stuff for comic book fans. Yep. Yeah. I got to start reading like new comics. I've read like old comics, but I got to start getting into like the new comic books and reading them online or something. Yeah. So uh, Marvel, if it's specifically Marvel, but Marvel has that, I think it's like Marvel Unlimited app that you yeah. can download on your phone and you can read a lot of comics there new and old so i think that's oh, really? a very good option yeah oh i might have to check that out because yeah, yeah i mean we were i've noticed that we talk a lot about like the tv shows and all that stuff but we don't mm -hmm. talk we don't talk too much about the comic book aspect of things i mean we talk about what we know but yeah. we don't talk about like the new stuff that's coming out so i want to start doing that as well um, yeah. I, dude, I heard that there's this new Spider-Man that came out in the comic books, uh, like five days ago. Did you hear about him? 
No, I did not. His name's Web Weaver. And he's okay. the, uh, here, I got it pulled up right here. He is the first gay Spider-Man to be introduced. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, his, his costume looks pretty sick. It's like, it's yellow or I guess gold, white, and black. It's pretty cool looking. Interesting. I'll pretty cool looking. But I, I also, I do want to talk about that. Okay. About like the, so why is it? And this is just like an annoyance that I have. So every, for every year, every time Pride Month comes around, Marvel <laughs> and DC they, they release like this new created gay character, which is cool. But why are we limiting that to Pride Month? Like, why, why can't you just like pick a random fucking Wednesday in the middle of September and be like, yeah, we got this gay superhero. So I, I've, I've kind of had that discussion with uh, the wife, not necessarily when it comes to uh, like Marvel and DC, but you know, I'm all for people being proud in their beliefs, their heritage, whatever the case may be. But right. a lot of times when this whole Pride Month comes around, that's the only time people express how do I word this? <laughs> they it's the only time they really push the envelope i guess you right. know like you know for companies or for comics or whatever the case may be you know like we're in a day and age where that's a very large genre of people who right. interact you you interact with every day mm -hmm. so i agree 100 percent. why is it that only when those months are around or like when an event happens or something that that's when these companies were like LGBTQ, you know, I don't know the whole acronym, so I'm sorry, but you know, it's only during pride month or right. it, they only want that recognition then why not push it, not push it, but why not, you know, create a, a new character every couple months that has right, that. Right, exactly. once a year. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know. That, that is another thing that blows my mind okay right so we've got black history month you don't see mm -hmm. a new black superhero being created in honor of right. black history month women's right. history month you don't see a new female superhero being created uh yeah. what else fucking men's um, mental health you don't you don't see a superhero with uh uh male superhero with mental health issues being created to push the envelope of the mental health of men. Right. So why, why do it for the LGBTQ? Just create a gay character whenever who gives a shit. Right. Uh, it, like, it, it's, I get it. it. LGBTQ it's to, you know, to be prideful of who you are. However, it, all of these companies, all of these organizations, corporations, companies, whatever, y'all should be supporting LGBTQ regardless. 
Like, why do you need a why do you need 30 days to show your appreciation for a a group of people when you could show I, your appreciation for the person every day right like if if they didn't just do it every you know once a year on you know month of pride if they came out you know with a new gay character or whatever character every i don't i mean i i don't know because i don't create it you know i don't write these stories but say they wrote one in every couple months yeah you would you would have more publicity right. by doing that than once a year exactly and here's the and thing you, people would see that and be like oh marvel is very active which they are very active right. in including all you know all organisms all people all types you know so right if they did it more often they would get more recognition than just doing it once a year like, right right that's just that's my thought on it here's here's the other thing i almost missed that news about web weaver being created because i don't i don't know if you remember but last year superman's son also <laughs> superman came out as part of the lgbtq community as bisexual yeah. And everybody lost that. their fucking mind. Yeah. Everybody flipped on, on both shit. Sides of that spectrum. Yeah. yeah. You had the LGBTQ community. Fuck yeah, let's go. But then you had straight, straight people being like, oh, Superman's not allowed to suck dick. Like, <laughs> Superman's not allowed to kiss a man. Uh, yeah. But like, I don't see it's anything about Spider Man. Like, web weaver no nah, i can't follow a superhero that likes cock like <laughs> yeah so what like why did the world lose their fucking mind when superman jonathan kent not clark kent jonathan kent why did the yeah. world lose their mind when he kissed a guy on a comic book page and superman can't be gay like i you know i why? think it's because you know of what superman has stood for for so long right it, it, it's kind of the same concept as you know you can't beat a dead horse you know you can't change what people's mindset is right so the people who threw a fit because i know oh superman's son is gay blah 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 the people who did throw fit are stuck in that old right. mindset you know you have to face it. We are in the 21st century where there are a lot of changes and there's still, you know, a lot's gonna change. Right. So, you know, the ones that, this is my thought process on it. And it goes back to the same concept as people giving the actress hell for Obi-Wan, um, the black actress. I can't remember her name. Oh, the if girl that you, plays Reva. Yes. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If you are so negative and so toxic to these characters uh-huh you aren't a fan right Th that's the whole point of comics and tv shows and everything is to literally hence the title escape from reality like exactly it's not, it's not real life you know it is supposed so. to help us escape from the negatives that are happening in the real world why yes. would we want to bring the negatives 
to something that is supposed to make us happy to something yeah. that is supposed to bring fans together mm-hmm. and talk about their favorite comic books, their favorite characters, their favorite heroes, villains, events, stories that are coming up. Yeah. Why would you want to bring in the negativity of the real world into a fantasy? Mm-hmm. It's a and fantasy. Not only that, not only just like the negativity and the toxicity, why do you want the same story right. over and over? I don't want to read the same Superman, you know, loop of uh, Superman was, you know, out to dinner and he saw something bad happen, so he saved the day. Exactly. I don't want to. I don't want to read that story over and over and over. I want change. I want new. That's the whole point of these stories. Right. Exactly. You know, who we go gives back and a read shit? Book. Right. It's, <laughs> it's the whole thing. Like, it just let it happen and be happy. If if you don't like the story, if you don't like the concept, don't read it. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's just a thought. <laughs> and here's the other thing, bro. Okay. Here's the other thing. If, look, I don't give a fuck if Superman likes getting dicked down a little bit on the side. You know, he likes to... <laughs> hook up with some girls likes to hook up with some guys i don't give a shit as long as he's not taking it in the back door while he's supposed to be saving the world cool but if he if he just did a if he just had a long day of saving the world and he wants to take it in the butt so be it what he does behind closed doors is his business he's uh, like who gives a shit that is not going to be portrayed in the comics. Right. That character's that character's gay now. All right. <laughs> yeah. move along. You, you're not going to see know. fucking Jonathan Kent giving his boyfriend roadhead while they're on the way to a coffee shop. <laughs> like, hey, Skyhead. They probably. Fly oh yeah, there, okay? yeah, Skyhead. He's going to be sucking his dick in the sky. Like, you, oh, you're not going to see that on the fucking screen. If anything, you'll see them no. give a little peck. Like a a, a, a kiss or, like, or something. Like get over yourselves, man. I I can understand if it's if it's an already established character and you're just like Bruce Wayne, Batman, for instance. Yeah, has been straight since the dawn of his create. Excuse me, the dawn of his creation. Yeah. If there were to be a comic book issue that came out tomorrow, where Bruce Wayne all of a sudden started being a fucking meat rocket connoisseur. I can understand why people would be angry because we have known the character as a straight man who has conceived a child with Talia al Ghul, Mm -hmm. who has had relationships with poison Ivy, Catwoman, multiple women, never had a homosexual relationship. If you just all of a sudden come in and say, hey, Batman's gay now. The Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I would be like, but why? Yeah, but like, why did you change that character's entire story? Exactly. Now, in the flip of a switch. Exactly. You know, didn't, they, didn't they have a story arc where one of, was it Robin was gay or something? I mean, there's always been the ongoing theory the for the entirety of batman that yeah. batman and robin are gay with each other because robin what runs around in those little underwears yeah, yeah. 
And well, was it from the uh, was it an SNL skit where it's the ambiguously gay duo? <laughs> Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Oh Lord, I don't know. I think it's it's a thing where a lot of people are you know they're stuck <clears throat> in their ways. Right. So it's hard for them to see these characters or see change when it's been. <clears throat> but again, it's a new character. So right. And I was gonna talk like I was gonna talk about this during Pride Month you know, in our last episode, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how to talk about it. You know, right. I didn't know how to bring it up, but then I saw that there was a gay Spider-Man coming out by the name of Web Weaver, and I was like, okay, now is a good time to talk about this because yeah. I didn't want to just be like, hey, gay superheroes, why do they, why are they only made they for exist? Pride Month? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I think yeah. it's... It's something that has to be normalized, you know, just Mm -hmm. random Tuesday afternoon. Hey, let's make a gay Iron Man. Right. Bam! Let's get it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, as long as they've got a good story. Yeah. And they handle the homosexuality respectfully and maturely. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And speaking of, we're, we're going to put this, we're going to shelve this, this, this conversation's over. I think we've made our next, point. Next, next but slide. <laughs> speaking of the respectfully and immaturely, um, did you see the thing about, um, Miles Morales, the Miles Morales Thor? The Thor, yes, I did. And the artist had to come out with an apology. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? So this artist, I can't remember his name, but the artist for the Miles Morales Thor Uh portrayed the character as an atypical Latino or no, it was a atypical African-American, right? Yeah. So... He was, you know, as Thor, he was saying, you know, he had a plethora of different, like, using abonics in sayings, using different slangs. He was, he had a graffitied Mjolnir, like, he was wearing Jordans, and it was like, really? You thought that was okay? Yeah. To literally stereotypical, I don't know, that... Well, I mean, it it also didn't, it, it wasn't just that, dude. I mean, not... Like, okay, so as you said, he had like the stereotypical, the, the, the Jordans, the, the look, the fucking, the, um, the graffiti on Mjolnir and just, he looks like a gangbanger. Yeah. Like he, this dude literally made him look like a fucking gangbanger and not even just the design of the character. I mean, okay. The story. I'm not going to lie. The character looks cool. Mm-hmm. The character does look cool. He's got like the the red sleeveless hoodie, you know. He's got the, the pants, the Jordans. He looks cool. However, it was handled extremely disrespectfully, very 100%. immaturely. And even, dude... I, I read snippets. I didn't even, I didn't bother reading the comic because I was like, that's fucked up. I'm not going to bother with that after hearing yeah. about what it, what had happened. But 
I started reading some of the snippets and I was like, holy shit. Like the, the, the snippets were just straight up the dialogue. It was bad. It, it the, was bad. The dialogue was like extremely, extremely disrespectful. Yeah. Just like the well, way it, that he was saying shit. And like, yeah, it was like, why did you think that that was okay as an artist as a illustrator however you know why what in your head said yeah i think this is okay yeah and i mean he immediately had to come out with an apology and i think i, I agree 100 percent. like from what i read and what i saw like there was those that was should have never been issued no not at all no and like what i want to know is who the fuck at marvel like checked it was just like you got a thumbs up dude this guy's this guy's apology i mean the apologies fucking like i don't see any real I, i've got the apology right here i'm gonna read it yeah, real quick it's a, it's a it's a blatant way for someone just to come out you know marvel said if you don't apologize you don't have a job basically yeah and someone like his whatever you call it well, like, you what know, doesn't upset. make sense is that Marvel is the ones that fucking okayed it. Like, oh, if yeah. you don't apologize, you don't have a job, but we okayed it, but we're not going to take any of the fucking blame. But l yeah. l let me read this apology. I've taken the last few days to step back and listen, and I acknowledge your criticism for my recent issue of What If Miles Morales Was Thor. While I've lived a different experience through my own Jewish and Mexican background. I still know inauthenticity hurts and I'm sorry this failed on that front. I've appreciated hearing and learning from my black and Puerto Rican comic peers and hope to use this moment to help promote better authenticity. I'm also going to donate what Marvel paid me to the Brooklyn book bodega, which works to build literacy and get more books to kids in NYC. First off, so yeah go ahead I, you're you're okay so you've lived a different experience through his jewish and mexican background yeah so because of that you still believe it was okay to write that character the way you did right so if if someone had wrote that character as a stereotypical jewish latino um you'd be okay with it that that's the thing that that never crossed that person's mind right exactly so i i mean i look at this apology as a half-baked attempt at trying to put out a fire that has already gotten out of control yeah um you know i i saw i mean i can understand i saw people defending both sides i saw people saying oh well it's just a comic book it's just you know, it's just, it's a story, you know? And then yeah. I've seen people say, this is improperly, uh, why am I losing the word? Misrepresenting yeah. the culture and the community that we actually are. And I understand well, yeah. from both points of the fucking, both sides of the fence, I understand. It's just a comic book. You know, shit gets over exaggerated. However, yeah. You you 
you cannot, especially nowadays, you cannot no. do that to people. You you cannot misrepresent cultures. You cannot misrepresent entire races of people. Yeah. I thought it was fucked up. I thought it was fucked up. I think so too, because I mean, you know, look at the Miles Morales Spider-Man, right? He has, still has that same background. Yeah, he's a yet, half black, half Puerto Rican. Right, yet that character is not portrayed in any stereotypical way. So oh. that was done pretty well. But yeah, I think they, it was a half-assed apology. Um, it, I, I think it, it was done very poorly. Yeah. For sure. Now let's talk about Craven. Let's talk about Craven. Yeah, so <laughs> not, I don't have high hopes for this. You know, the article that came out said that the actor who was portraying Craven, is it a standalone movie or is it? It's a standalone remember. movie. Okay, it's a standalone. So he came out and flat out said that um, Craven is an animal lover and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And he. I'm trying to figure out what this guy's doing driving around my truck on his scooter. This is the this is the this is what it takes to be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> um so it says that he's an animal lover and this and that and the other and um I'm just I don't have high hopes for it because he's literally called Craven the Hunter. He's not a animal lover. He hunts animals and he hunts other characters. Right. So you know what the fuck? Okay, here's the uh, here's the cast. You got Aaron Taylor Johnson, aka Quicksilver, aka mm -hmm. Kickass, Kickass, as yep. Sergey Kravenov, aka Craven, mm -hmm. a big game hunter. Taylor Johnson described his take on the character as an animal lover and protector of the natural world. Okay. What? <laughs> you lost me. You lost me at Animal Lover. Okay, because I don't know. I I've hunted. You know, uh, I I hunt because you know deer is good. You're right. It's yeah. Not that I, it's not that I'm a animal lover. I don't hunt because of that. You know. Right. Um. So if that's the case, if that's how they're portraying this character. I feel like they kind of missed the step on it. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have all learned in the past that Sony fucking sucks at making Spider-Man properties. The yeah. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. Let's face it, guys. Those movies fucking suck. They were good in, in the 2000s when they came out. Because they were the first rendition of Spider-Man that people actually gave a shit about. But now, yeah. you look at it in 2022, you watch those movies, they are fucking garbage. It is time to you're stop like, pretending they're good. You're like, wow. We watched these and we enjoyed them? Exactly. Those movies <laughs> like we, fucking We blow. enjoyed them because it was Spider-Man. Because exactly. we saw those characters come to life exactly but looking back now you're like 
can I just uh, go ahead and erase that from my memory? A hundred percent. Exactly. Those movies are fucking dog shit. And here's the yeah. thing. Some of Spider-Man's greatest villains have been treated the same dog shit fucking mm -hmm. treatment that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man did. Venom 1 and 2. Let's be real. Those movies... They don't suck. However, they're not they're, good. It's a it's a one viewer. Like it's a one, you know, watch exactly. it once and you're done. I will never watch those movies again. Not because they were horrible, but because they are not rewatchable films. They're enjoyable for the hour and a half that you spend watching them, but mm -hmm. never to be watched again. Morbius. One I of, didn't even watch it, and I oh, dude, it was so that bad. Much, so. That movie fucking sucked. That movie was so fucking bad. It made zero fucking sense. And you know what? It wasn't Jared Leto's fault this time. Right. The rest of the movie just fucking sucked. And now we've got Craven the Hunter, where he's a Russian immigrant. Who wants to prove that he's the greatest hunter in the world? However, the he's guy playing lover. him is describing him as an animal lover. Y'all realize that in the comic books, Craven the Hunter's biggest game is Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. He's also yeah. relentlessly hunted down endangered species just so he could add them to his trophy room. Yeah. He will shoot an endangered giraffe in the fucking face just because to get its right. long neck in his museum. Mm -hmm. How can you be an animal lover? Unless the only way I could see Aaron Taylor Johnson's version of Craven the Hunter being an animal lover is if he's got some sick, twisted sense of animal love meaning he's not showing love for animals unless he kills them and stuffs them then i can understand right maybe we've mis you know misjudged his wording you know what i mean like yeah he's an animal lover in the sense that he likes to kill them and stuff them <laughs> right all right i'll give you that because he is a twisted fuck yeah he hunts everything and Spider-Man is his biggest game. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, is there a chance that we misconstrued his way of saying an animal lover? Absolutely. Is there a chance the movie's going to be good? Probably not based off of Sony's track record. But is there a chance it'll be better than Morbius? Probably a thousand percent yes. <laughs> because Morbius was fucking dog shit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have high hopes. I, I say that, but you know, j purely just on what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. Uh, we've also got. I'm. I'm on um this page called Marvel Fans. That's where they just they retweet everything Marvel. So um. Venom three photo teases the end of Tom Hardy's Venom. Probably not a bad thing, if I'm being real. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like with the Sony stuff, you know, three and done. I mean, 
you know, it seems like it takes them three to figure out, all right, this isn't working. <laughs> it's just like at this point, what I what I want to understand is like how is Sony so off the mark when Marvel is just making magic? Like that's what I don't understand. You have essentially Sony has ownership of Marvel's mascot. When you think of Marvel, mm -hmm. you think of Spider-Man, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Yeah. But the main mascot is Spider-Man. Everybody yep. loves Spider-Man. So how do you fuck up every villain, every fucking rendition of Spider-Man, unless Marvel Studios has a say in it? Let's let's see. Tom Holland Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Still distributed and owned by Sony. However, yep. created by Marvel. Studios. Still part of the MCU, you know. And those movies are incredible. Yep. But you had a hand at making the Tobey Maguire films, which again, in reality, fucking suck. Yeah. Then you've got... Uh, then you've got Andrew Garfield. Those movies are good. Right. I like them. And then Tom Holland. The best rendition of spider-man yeah i mean i don't know sony really needs to get their shit together when it comes to the comic characters because it seems like they've just dropped the ball on every mark yeah it's i i don't know man i don't know it's fucking crazy yeah um what else tv um, shows have you caught up with oh, anything did you, did you finish obi-wan i did I was right. So, yeah, I was right Rhea, about Reva. Reva was a, a youngling. Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was an excellent series from start to beginning. Until what I feel was like the most lackluster, you know, Darth Vader's like, I need Obi-Wan, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, Palpatine's like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and this, this entire time he's been yeah, chasing dude. him, right? And then Palpatine's just like, your judgment seems clouded, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, you're, you're right. probably right. Let's <laughs> <laughs> worry about the Republic more than anything. And I'm like, oh my God. That's it? That That's where we're leaving this? That was so fucking stupid. But it dude, was so dumb, dude, that lightsaber fight. Holy shit. Yeah, unreal. That lightsaber fight was god tier. God tier lightsaber that fight. That shit was For bananas, sure. dude. It was so fucking good. Yeah. I I was blown I away. Like, I was blown away. Was like I I give that like a 99% good, you know, on the Rotten Tomatoes. 100%. And it was just the very end that got me. Like you've had this such a great series and then to end it with just like it was like you ran ran short and it was just like all right vader needs to not care about obi-wan anymore right right and that, and that's the end yeah it's like what the hell speaking of reva dude like everybody see everybody was hating on reva for no fucking reason mm -hmm. so i'm watching okay when i first started watching the show i was like damn this bitch crazy 
No shit. And I was like, she's pushing really fucking hard to be like the Grand Inquisitor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's got to be a reason. Like something doesn't feel right. Like why? what is her motivation behind this? And then we yeah. see that her motivation behind it was the fact was because... that she was one of the younglings. Yeah. And she felt as though she needed to, you know, make it right because she survived by playing dead and the rest of the younglings died. Right. Like she was doing that. She was trying to get to Vader through Obi-Wan and do whatever to him, you know, kill him, do whatever she thought she could do. Uh-huh. Um, to oh what's the what's the word i'm thinking of here avenge there we go avenge all the rest of the younglings that die right and that part like when she did go to attack vader i thought was you know kind of lackluster although yeah. you know it's vader y'all like <laughs> he like he he a badass <laughs> it's not jar jar fucking banks okay it's fucking darth oh, vader like Hey. The one thing I, I saw that I thought was kind of funny here recently was, you know, you we see uh, Kylo and was it Ray try to like force pull a ship, you know, or force push a ship and raise uh, and they're like struggling to like this little tiny ship. Oh, yeah. Vader. And Vader was like. Bam. Put it like yeah. what a gangster. That goes to show how what you know how strong he actually is. He is full into the dark side, so mm -hmm. that makes him very powerful and very dangerous. And that that fight between uh, Reva and Vader, it was lackluster. It was very anticlimactic. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things where like he was literally like, right. You know, it was like master versus uh, uh, novice. Right type situation because he literally was like, I'm gonna put one hand behind my back and I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I felt like that whole fight was. Pretty much, it, it was it was depressing. It was upsetting. I I was definitely expecting more, but uh, overall, it was a really really good show. Really good show. Right. I I like how they finished Obi Wan's story essentially before he became mm -hmm. more of a hermit. Because he was a hermit yep. at the beginning. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it was a really, really solid thing to do. Uh, it's a yeah. great show. Uh, highly recommended. I highly recommend it. Um, For sure. I'm interested to see if they're going to do like a Reva spinoff. I would like to learn more about her character. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. You know, I mean, I, I, I think it'd be really cool to see what happened in her life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, see see Growing what happened up. in her life, yeah. how she learned, like, where she became a Jedi. Like, if somebody took her under her wing, I think that'd be a really cool mm -hmm. story. But what they really got to do is give our boy Darth Maul some fucking love. Oh, my God. I've said it for years. Like, like you know, we, we saw a very small snippet of him in, what was it, the second prequel? Rogue One. No, 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 like, the, on the prequels, was he in the first one or the second one? First one. I can't remember. First one, yeah. Phantom Menace. So we, yeah, there it is. Phantom Menace. So we see, like, you know, him for a good portion of the movie before right. he gets 
a slicing. So, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, he got brought back in the Clone Wars and he has been always been my favorite Darth. Yeah. Of any of them. Um, and I wish they, we would see more of him in live action wise. Like, right. You exactly. Know, he was, he's pretty prominent in the Clone Wars um, mm -hmm. animation, but I would, I want to see more of him. Like, yeah, maybe I want to see him more in the live the action. Fact. Yeah, I I do Speaking... know that he was in Rogue. He was in Rogue One or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. it was called for like a can uh, small after credit scene. I was like, what a fucking waste! Like that was yeah. such a waste. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't I don't know what their idea is with it. To be honest. Yeah, it's upsetting, man. Speaking of disappointing, herogasm. And it was a really you know... good episode. Really it good was. fucking episode. But... It was a very good episode for certain points, but the the whole hero gasm thing, I feel like they overplayed the shit out of it. They did. I mean they they had they had the warning at the beginning, this this episode is for no audience, blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, Alright, this is the hero gasm we wanted. Right. And it was it was kind of a letdown. Like there was a it few really scenes was. where I was like, mm, "Okay, you know, uh, you know, spoiler if you haven't watched it." But when MM gets plastered, <laughs> right? I thought that was pretty bad. But other than that, you look it you up, just, you yummy brown bear. Oh, oh my god, it was so <laughs> terrible. Just the dialogue was so terrible. You know who that was, but, right? Uh -uh. That was the creator of the show. That was oh, Eric Kripke. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Herogasm. The episode itself was fucking incredible. Probably yes. one of the best episodes of the season. However, yep. the fact that they played it off as it was like a yearly, like secret little sex meetup at the TNT Twins anniversary yeah or... like come on dude you had so much fucking potential to make to make it the superhero orgy that it was supposed to be and i get it i get it there's some shit that you can't you show can on fucking so tv much. however they had a full-blown video of a guy's nutsack and his butthole on yeah. the tv if you could show yeah. that you could have shown a full-blown herogasm at the resort while they go to fight the quote-unquote intergalactic alien threat. Yeah, but, I, I feel like they, you know, as much as they over, like, as much as they played it up, they really, it could have been better. I mean, but see, there was one thing that really caught my attention while watching the episode, and that was the fact that even though herogasm was the main focus for this much time, like a very small portion of time, most of the episode was happening with herogasm going on around oh, wow. them. So yep. while, while you've got a very serious situation, you just see like a threesome going on in the corner mm -hmm. of the screen and then you see some chick with big ass titties getting eaten out by some guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Like so, and I mean, you see a starlight vibrator just yeah, exactly. A starlight vibrator just floating around. This is super not safe for work, y'all. So, just remember, this is explicit, yeah. eighteen plus content. Uh, yeah. But yeah, dude. So, for as disappointing as the spotlight of Hero Gasm was, the overall involvement of Hero Gasm for I would say roughly 65 to 75 percent of the episode hero gasm was in the frame yep hero gasm was happening around and i feel like that was their way of being able to get away with it on tv yeah i believe so yeah because basically so the way that they said it was basically if they focused too much on it it would have been uh -huh. like you might as well go watch fucking Pornhub because yep. that's there was some grotesque shit happening in the background. And yes. I'm I'm not talking like mind-blowingly grotesque like you could never no. not see this. But I mean, no. you see termite fly out of a woman's hoo-ha. Yeah. And go back to and normal it. size covered in you guessed it, orgasmic fluids. Yes. So. That was sh a fucking eye shocker. That was shocking. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. that was like whoa. When you see yeah. MM get blasted with a fucking load the size of a fucking <laughs> Prius, that was shocking. But yeah. everything else, I mean, like the floating starlight dildo, that was kind of that was crazy. I, it's you're you're in a house full of superhero. Well super-powered humans yeah. fucking each other. You're gonna see some crazy wild shit. But like, then yeah. there was shit that you're just like, that's that's just another day in the office for a porn star. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, was, it was a little underwhelming, but I think yeah. what kind of saved it was the fact that, again, most of the episode, Herogasm was on the screen. It just wasn't it was just the main the focus, yeah. which I thought yeah. was a pretty cool idea that they were still able to get the the idea of what was happening in frame. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, most of the time there was just chicks with knockers the size of your head just walking, walking on by. past, like waddling yeah. on past because somebody just fucking pounded their soul out of their body. And you got fucking love sausage with his... Oh my God. <laughs> Extendo dick. Oh my god. That uh, uh, that dude's fucking hilarious. I was actually really happy to see Love Sausage there because in the comic books, he is so fucking funny. He uh, is that's, that's awesome. Dude, in the comic books, he wears like all red spandex and you just see his fucking meat log. Wow. <laughs> Stuck to his leg. Oh god, dude, he's he says some of the funniest shit in the comic books. But bro, <laughs> it was a phenomenal episode and the let's get into the fucking the meat and potatoes of the episode. That the well the meat dude, the meat and potatoes that wasn't the actual orgy. Meat the the meat and potatoes that wasn't the actual meat and potatoes. Yes, exactly. And, and let me tell you, so yeah, Homelander shows up and obviously you know, Soldier Boy and Huey, and they're all there. And this is just after 
Soldier Boy has had an we'll call it an episode, you know. Yeah. And um Homelander shows up and sees Soldier Boy and they have their words and Soldier Boy tells him, you know, you're you're the knockoff me, blah blah blah. So they go at it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course Butcher's there, which Homelander's like, you know, you cheated because we said we'd fight to the death, this, that, and the other. Of course he blasts Butcher away and then as Homelander and Soldier Boy going at it, you know, this that like I said, that oi. Oi turns oi. Oi but- comes around and Butcher's standing there and he's like Is that the best you can this. do? Oh, that was so good. Bro, the absolute fear. that And mind you, that was the first time that we saw real, true, fucking normal human being fear in Homelander's in Homelander. eyes. Yep. We, we've seen that, like, that fear that he's got when he's, like, dealing with an internal brain situation. But when, yeah. he, when you see somebody that you think is a human being get up after taking a fucking laser blast to the chest dude you you could see the exact moment and anthony star is fucking incredible as homelander right you could see the exact moment in homelander's face that his heart just dropped into his testicles oh yeah for sure you you see the exact fucking moment where he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude. And it was such a good fight too. Like, oh my God. Watching Soldier Boy and Butcher and Huey just beat the shit out of Homelander and actually, you know, bruise him up and beat him up. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, again, the lacklusterness of that was, you know, Soldier Boy's power, but it was like, Dude, uh, it, it, again, it was you like you, you said it. It's the first time we see Homelander, f- first of all, struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And second of all, like, fear. True fear because he has come up, he has met his match. And the fact that all three of these guys are ganging up on him and can put him down. And yeah. then he runs and tucks tail. Like, like I actually felt it. I felt it in my body like i was just like dude this is fucking crazy like we've seen homelander for the last three seasons we have seen homelander just my name's homelander i am the Mm -hmm. hero of the world nothing could stop me i'm bulletproof nobody can get in my way nobody fucks with me yeah and then we see him get the business for five straight minutes just Mm -hmm. getting his shit rocked. And a lot of people, you, you're probably thinking five minutes isn't a long time. It's a long time for a fight for scene in a like television that. show. That's a long time for him. Dude, he was straight getting a fucking business for five minutes from yeah. two ordinary people that took uh temporary V and yep. from somebody that he thought he was dead. Was dead, yeah for the last 30 or 40 years so good that was probably the most insane fucking shit i've ever seen the ins- the yeah. most insane fight i've ever fucking seen it was good it was sure. incredible 
It was incredible. Such a good, such a good fucking episode. Oh, right. Can we talk about when Huey confronts a train? So, you know, like he's got that V running through him. Right. So now he, he's cocky. Right. I mean, he's... Before, you know, it's a train, you know, what, what's he going to do against him? So, right. Now he's got this Tim B in him. He's like, all right, you know, I got some balls. I'll step up. And a train immediately is like, he knows because of what just happened to his brother. He's like, yeah, I hurt Huey. And he's like, dude, I, I'm fucking sorry. And you could tell it was truly like heartfelt. It was a heartfelt exactly. apology. Again, much like Homelander with the first time we've ever seen true fear in Homelander's yeah. eyes, this is the first real moment of weakness that we ever got to see in A-Train, and I mm -hmm. was all for it, dude. This is and the first time we get to see him be a human being. Yep. Yeah, and I, I you know, I understand Huey. Like, you know, you've, you've had all this aggression, all this, you know, fear, all this, you know, so many emotions pent up and built up, uh -huh. and to finally have the balls, just because you have the temp V, but to finally have the balls to like step up and be like, fucking say you're sorry. And he flat out does. And it's like, it's not enough for him. You know? Right. So that, that's why, you know, he, he ended up socking him. But I was like, you know, I, I get that. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, so, yeah, he, I he fucking blew up his girlfriend. Yeah. That whole scene just proved there is still a human essence in these soups. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It was a very well done episode, man. It really was very well done episode. And then you got, I haven't seen the, the newest episode yet, but I'll probably watch it. Tonight. Oh, dude. Ah! <laughs> Fantastic episode. The new I'll episode is amazing. Gotcha. I'm slacking on Miss Marvel. I, I started I... watching the new episode this morning and then I, decided that I was going to get my hair cut and shave my beard. Which I, I did. I don't know. The, the first episode I watched, you know, which we talked about, mm -hmm. um, I haven't I haven't caught up with it either because, I don't know, like something about that first episode just didn't it I didn't like hit it. for me. It didn't hit for me as good so I'm definitely going to have to watch a few more and just, you know, try to stick with it and I, see so what happens. I think the reason why Cause you're not the first person that I've seen like say that it didn't hit for them. I think the reason why it didn't really hit is because not a lot of people know who Kamala Khan is, you know, I mean, she's, um, she's only been in the scene for, she's been in the scene for less than 10 years. Came yeah, out think, in like well, 2013 or 2015. Something like that. I think 2013, I think is when she first. Yeah. yeah. So, so not a lot of people know about that character, man. And it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, again, it's a very, very rich with the, the culture shock, you know, with the mosques mm -hmm. and the festivities and the festivals and the, uh, the bangle that she has on her wrist to like her ancestors, yeah. you know? So I started watching the new episode but I didn't get to finish it because again, like I said, I decided I was going to go on this crazy mission to change my appearance because I'm running from the government. You know, I said that, all, I said that out loud. 
Alright, we gotta we gotta cut this. <laughs> this is recorded. Cut this! It's, it's a tap line. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh so yeah, I, I still gotta finish that episode. And I don't have work tomorrow, so I may do a little bit of a stream after this, after I get everything uploaded. Uh I'll probably do the stream first and then upload it later tonight. Okay. But uh yeah. yeah. So I mean we'll see. We'll see. But uh, 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 uh I wanted to show you uh, for the for the viewers and for you. We have a new channel mascot. Oh hell yeah, Kirby! <laughs> Let's go. So I'll have I'll have old Kirby and uh, <laughs> Yoshi sitting back in the background. Let's for go. The people who can't. But yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. What What do you think? Call it there, and we'll catch up on some episodes, and we'll do our mashup. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Well, we got to do the educational as well. Yeah. So are you, let's see, were you Marvel last time? So I'm Marvel this time, I think. Uh, no, I, I think I was DC. Uh, yeah, I was were... DC last time. Okay. So you're Marvel this time. Yes. All right. Let me get my DC. Look, this is how prepared I am. Look, I knew. Oh, hell yeah. You didn't know which one you were. So I you brought, brought both. both. Hell I yeah. Did. All right. So All right. we're we'll going to. For those of you that have listened to the last couple episodes, we do a educational. For those of you that are new, uh, we do a little bit of an educational where we pick a superhero that we would like to give a little bit more information about. And then um, then we choose a do page. A we choose a page and we do a DC versus Marvel matchup, which is also pretty fun. Ooh, this looks like an interesting so, character. I am looking for a character. Oh, we already did that one. That was our first one. This is a looks like a very interesting character. Awesome. Ooh, okay. I got one. Okay. All right. I'll, uh... You ready? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Cool. Um, I go first. You go first. Doesn't really matter. Uh, what does your character's first letter? Uh, starts with an S. All right, mine starts with an M. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> All right. This person's name is Mister Miracle. Uh, debut was Mr. Miracle Volume 1, March and April of 1971. So he's, you know... He's been he's around. Fairly, yeah, he's he's been around a while. Okay. Uh, real name is Scott Free. Base is New Genesis. He's 6 foot, 185 pounds, brown eyes... Brown eyes, brown hair. Um, superpowers... He's superhuman and mental physical attributes of the new gods. Okay. Master escapologist, uh, access to advanced new god technology, including aero discs, which enable flight and can be used as weapons, and a sentient mother box, so it provides healing data and generates boom tubes for transportation. Nice. Um, allies include... Shiloh Norman, Big Brada, which we've heard that one before. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice League and Himon. Enemies, Dark Side, Calabac, Steppenwolf, Kanto, and uh, if you remember from, I think it was our first episode, Granny Goodness. Ah, Granny Goodness. Good old Granny. Yep. <laughs> um, so somewhat of a background. Scott is the son of High Father, ruler of the new god world of New Genesis. Okay. Good lord. Uh, when Scott was seven, High Father and the tyrannical dark side of Apocalypse exchanged errors as part of a peace agreement, and Scott was a pr- imprisoned on Apocalypse. Huh. Wow. After three years of torture, Scott decided to escape. It took him a year, wow, <laughs> to become adept at lockpicking, exploring Apocalypse, and returning to his cell each night. Hmm. Eventually, Scott did not return to his cell. He escaped and became the rebellious hero, Mr. Miracle. Interesting. Very. So, yeah, he's pretty cool. I mean, he he looks dope, too. He's like a combination of Vision and Iron Man. Like, I don't know if you can see that. Oh, I know who that guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty cool. He's a pretty cool character. Yeah. All right, so my character, they got a weird picture of him that uh, does not show his <laughs> costume at all. But um, okay. the character that I chose is Sunspot. First okay. appearance was Marvel graphic novel number four, November 1982. Real name, Roberto De, Roberto da Costa. Occupation, leader of the Hellfire Club. Base of operations, New York City. He is five feet tall, so he's tiny. He's a little guy. He's a tiny tiny little dude. He only weighs 130 pounds. Eyes brown, hair black. Special powers slash abilities. Solar powers provide super strength, thermal updrafts for flight, projection of heat and light, and concussive blasts of solar energy. A little bit of a background. Sunspot grew up as a wealthy heir in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Rio de Janeiro, yeah. Okay. Uh, in his in his powered-up form, his mutant powers transform him into a being of black, crackling force. That explains why he looks like a silhouette in this picture. Okay. He has worked with several teams, including the New Mutants, the Fallen Angels, and the X-Force. He also accepted a position as a Lord Imperial of the Hellfire Club. Later, he rejoined the, or he joined the rebooted New Mutants, and when that team dissolved, the Avengers. Uh, After leaving the Hellfire Club, he joined the X-Men and helped Danielle Moonstar... Train the young X-Men. Sunspot bought AIM and used company resources to investigate the coming multiversal incursion. He rejoined the Avengers before contracting the M-Pox disease. I guess that's mutant chicken pox. Okay. (laughs) Though it it enhanced his powers at the cost of premature aging, not ejaculation. (laughs) Later... 
as Citizen V, he led the U.S. Avengers. He was captured by Hydra and resigned from AIM after he was freed. He took on the name Citizen X and retired when use of his powers significantly aged him. Again, premature aging, not ejaculation. There you go. And here is the picture of him. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, this is a really horrible picture. But now it all makes sense. I got you. I got you. All right. So. My phone's going in and out. It's being weird, so. Oh, you're you're <laughs> fine on my end. No, nah, it's on my end. I had to plug it in, so I lost my, oh, my gotcha. audio for a second, but no, we're good. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All, all right. right. It is your turn to choose a page number, my friend. I'm going to turn my phone back up, right? Let's go with two twenty two. Two twenty two? Yeah. Hey, everything got so quiet. Oh, I don't know why everything got so quiet, because it went back to my headphones. <laughs> so I pissed me off. <laughs> like, why can't I hear you now? Alright. 222. Yep. All right. Oh, okay. I got two. Both madams. I have too many. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to pick mine first. Yeah, go for it. I will pick mine. So, ours for the night, and I will show it right here, is we are going to go with Madame Hydra. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I'll tell you right now, none of the ones on this page would have anything for her, so. All right, well. I'm going to give you some info on Madam Hydra. Okay. First appearance. Captain America Steve Rogers number one, July 2016. Wow. This character's only been around for six years. Wow. Real name, Elisa Sinclair. Occupation, Hydra leader, Washington, mm -hmm. D.C. Unknown height, unknown weight. Y'all just don't, like, measure how tall she is? Like, it's... No, it's a, okay. it's a female. You don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> Brown eyes, black hair, uh, abilities and powers. Powerful witch with the ability to cast believable illusions, increased longevity, form of clamvorance known as the slight, the sight, formidable combatant. Hmm. Originally, the subversive organization Hydra restricted its membership to men. The first female Hydra agent was Laura Brown. Another female operative seized command of Hydra's New York operations, took the name Madam Hydra, and battled Captain America. Eventually, she took a new alias, the Viper, and became one of the most world's most dangerous terrorists. Another female agent, Mad Madam Hydra number six, so named because five other Madam Hydras outranked her. 
clashed with shield and allied with the golden claw the golden claw sorry i don't know why i just did that oh, oh i kind of thought the same thing though <laughs> she committed suicide <laughs> to avoid oh. capture yeah okay, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that got dark when Kobik, a living cosmic cube, recreated reality to turn Captain America into an agent of Hydra, Kobik inserted a Lisa Sinclair into Steve Rogers' life. In the reality that Kobik created, Elisa was the new Madam Hydra and a powerful sorceress. She became one of Hydra, Captain America's closest advisors when he took over the United States. When That was fucking loud. When Tony Stark's AI attempted to kill the evil version of Rogers, Sinclair teleported Rogers away and saved his life at the cost of her own. Hmm. So, based off of what again. I'm gathering is Madam Hydra just dies a lot. Yeah. Huh. So, I, I'm going to go with this character because, you know, I, I like the name. Okay. <laughs> This person's name is uh, Nimrod. Uh, <laughs> first debut was Shadow of the Bat, December 1992. Okay. Real name is Dean Hunter. Um, his base is, Go base is Gotham City. Uh, six foot two, 195 pounds, blue eyes, blonde hair, powers and abilities. Military camouflage suit can turn invisible. Infrared targeting goggles, gauntlet. And mounted minigun. Photographer Dean Hunter got into a fight with the villain Chancer in Texas, during which Hunter's in Texas. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> during which Hunter's girlfriend was killed. Chancer escaped and Hunter was accused of murder. He escaped from prison and stole an experimental military suit, vowing to hunt Chancer down. Oh my the chase God. led him to Gotham, where, as Nimrod, he initially interfered with Batman's pursuit of Chancer, who had joined the Misfits gang. Nimrod later redeemed himself by helping Robin figure out where the Misfits were holding Batman, Commissioner Gordon, and Mayor Kroll, saving their lives. Nimrod attacked the Misfits, determined to capture Chancer and get the truth about what happened in Texas. Batman arrived in time to take down the help take down the gang, and both Chancer and Dean Hunter were taken to prison. But Hunter still believes he will be exonerated. <laughs> All right, so Madam Hydra, I mean, based off of her track record of suicide, I don't know. I feel like this guy's got a pretty good chance. You, you know, like when you first said her name, I was like, you know, this guy's got no shot because I know she's, you know, when she was brought back, she was turned into a witch, basically. Yeah. Um, but considering the fact that she dies a lot, <laughs> I think I think old Nimrod's got a chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For real, dude. I thought this was cut and dry. And then I, I did, too. And then yeah. I read that she committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> and then died saving like okay saving evil okay. captain america so yeah. there's a chance here that good old nimmy he he can pull this one out and win <laughs> yeah i you know i guess if she was alive and didn't you know, decide to kill herself there's a good chance that she wins herself. yeah but i'm 
I'm kind of leaning more towards Nimrod because yeah. he's got this, you know, a military exosuit that can, you know, he can hide with and he's got a damn minigun. So, yeah. And because it seems that like at the first sign of trouble, Madam Hydra just kills she herself. Dips. <laughs> she dips out. Yeah. She's, she bows out and says good night. <laughs> yeah. Just permanently leaves. Just unalives herself whenever shit goes down. <laughs> I'm going with Nimrod on this one, unfortunately. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to say Nimrod. What the fuck, dude? I was not expecting that. I was not ready for no. this. Nope, I, I thought for either. sure it was going to be Madam Hydra. That's fucking... Wow. That is weird. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Whew. Okay, so, guys, that's going to be the end of this podcast. We talked about a lot of stuff today, a lot yeah. of stuff, and it doesn't Important feel like things. we did, dude. It doesn't feel like we did because we've only been, it's an hour and 12 minutes. I don't, this is why I love doing this podcast, you know, because you and I have a lot of great knowledge when it comes to certain things, and we both have our own set minds on certain aspects, but at the same time, like, we could just keep going and talking right. about so many different things and i love that we're doing this like not oh, only 100%. you know not only do we get to talk about characters and see characters that we love mm -hmm. but at the same time like you know we get to talk about as, as much as this is escape from reality we talk about real world things right that are that are involved with our you know comic reality or tv show reality so. right Exactly. I love it. Because either way you slice it, man. So when we were growing up, you're you're a couple of years older than I am, but when we were growing up, you know, reality and comic books were two separated things that never <clears throat> meshed together. You know what yeah. I mean? Spider-Man was Spider-Man. You know, if if there was a gay Spider-Man, nobody gave a fuck. There, there was yeah. no conversation about it. They, they were either like, he's gay, I don't want to read it, or that's cool, I'm going to read it. You know, but yeah. now, you know, with everything going on in the world, with with everything, just so many ups and downs in the reality that we live in, that a lot yeah. of it is being brought into comic books, it's kind of hard to fully escape reality. Right. But at the same time, it's small nuances that just get dashed yep. in you know what i mean so yep. it's it's super nice that we could we could talk about some real world stuff and respect it and be mature about it and yep. just you know give information and inspire and try to try to get people to see where we stand in in a world that is otherwise dark right now you know, there's yeah. a lot of shit, a lot of bad shit that's going on in the world right now that, um, you know, it's, it's hurting a lot of people. A lot of people mm -hmm. are really hurting. So if we could take away that hurt just for a little bit and we could talk about hero gasm and we could talk about, you know, educationals, we can do comic book matchups. You know, we, we could just talk about the things that we're excited for, talk about articles, talk about characters that we love, characters that we don't know, and yeah. just 
take away that darkness and that fear of not knowing and that sadness for just a little bit to get everybody's mind off of it that's why yeah. we're doing it you know because you know doug and i we may not be experiencing the same kind of darkness as other people but we do experience darkness you know i've got mental health issues doug probably has some mental health issues we i mean in reality we all have mental health problems you know it's just a matter of are they wow, manageable are they are they volatile you know what i mean but if uh -huh. we can if we could put the mental health problems down for a little bit and just try to help as many people as we can show as much love as we can and talk about yep. some truly controversial topics and truly painful topics while being respectful and being mature about it and having a good conversation whether or not we agree or disagree with one another your yep. opinion matters your yeah, opinion 100%. is valid just as my opinion is valid and doug's opinion is valid we may not agree with you you may not agree with us but that's why we agree to disagree doing this like doing these podcasts you know streaming like i do playing the games like i do being able to talk about these characters is a way like like Brones said you know we all deal with you know mental illness in some sort of way to whatever you know how wherever you are on the spectrum as far as severity or even where you are um this is a way for me to take my mental issues and go you know 100 only deal with the things i love and the things that i care about so exactly thank you all for joining us on this ride as we continue this journey into whatever the fuck this is <laughs> yeah uh, maybe next time i won't be homeless and uh you know <laughs> sitting in a mcdonald's parking lot <laughs> they're probably looking out the window is that guy okay <laughs> i mean there's a couple guys standing out there just like what is going on right now so <laughs> why's that guy been out here for an hour <laughs> yeah exactly. is he all right yeah. should we go check on him <laughs> is he dead yeah right oh god we got another guy we got ah, another guy sitting in our parking lot <laughs> all right y'all right. for those of you that are celebrating the holiday stay safe have some fun set off a couple fireworks don't blow your fucking faces or your fingers off for yep, those yep, of yep. you that are not celebrating have a good day off do the same don't try to blow your fingers yeah off. don't blow your fingers off <laughs> whether or not it's with fireworks or whatever else just don't hurt yourself stay safe everybody we love you and we will be back in two weeks with another episode y'all are amazing stay awesome we love you guys bye bye love y'all